your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we continue to look at the Kirill Kaprizov negotiations with some of the latest wrinkles. We're joined by Dev of 10,000 Takes to set the record straight on where negotiations are at with Kirill, what needs to happen for them to be completed, and where the Wild go after that. We'll mix in some prospect talk as well at the end of the episode. Also, my name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran content producer for Minnesota sports, including the last couple of seasons exclusively covering the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Wild, recording on my actual birthday. So I'm going to cheers to myself, uh, turning 33 now. Uh, And so uh, I bring in our guest for today. Dev of 10,000 Takes. So, Dev, you get to enjoy uh, the first time I've ever recorded a podcast on my actual birthday. So, cheers. And cheers to you, my friend. (laughs) I uh, am flattered, honored, and humbled uh, that you have invited me to be uh, on this, uh, you know, we're recording pretty late in the evening. So I'm, I'm, I'm flattered that you have chosen me to, uh, participate with you on your birthday. Um, and in, in honor of that, I actually, uh, I prepared a song for you. Um, if you would like to hear it, it's a, uh, a song that I have been, uh, singing to all of my friends, uh, whenever we go out on their birthdays, um, for a little more than 15 years. And, um, I don't know how it will translate in the podcast form, but uh, typically when I do it, I do it at a crowded restaurant and um, it, yeah, you'll see. Um, so if you would, if you would indulge me, I would love to, uh, to sing for you right now. I would be honored for that to occur. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let me just get a <laughs> glass of glass of wine here to clear my throat. <clears> throat> Today is a birthday, we wonder for whom. We know that it's someone who's right in this room. So look all around you for somebody who is laughing and smiling. My goodness, it's you. Happy birthday, Sethi, from all of us to you. Happy birthday, Setopal, from mommy and daddy, too. We congratulate you on all the great things you do. Happy birthday, Seth. Billy G is proud of you. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. Well yeah. done, my friend. Thank you for that. I apologize if the uh, the audio <laughs> sounds like uh, hot, hot garbage. Um, it is almost midnight, uh, and my wife is asleep, so I'm trying to do the the whisper sing. <laughs> we'll we'll auto tune that for the next one. We'll Perfect. just yeah, we'll just have the auto tune software for next year. But <laughs> yeah, that's um that's quite the way to start the podcast. So. 
that is, I suppose, a happy way to get into what we'll be discussing yet again for probably the 90th time on Lockdown Wild. Um, you know, this will certainly not be the last time we discuss it either, I'm sure. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to the start of training camp. Um, in fact, this weekend, the Wild are hosting the uh, Tom Curver's development camp. A lot of Wild prospects will be part of it. The Blackhawks also will be involved. Uh, Locked on Blackhawks host Jack Bushman and I will be doing a crossover episode on Friday to discuss that, amongst other things. And uh, we'll have some reaction to that coming into next week as well. But training camp starting soon for the Wild as well. And a notable face, the longer this goes, it looks as though he will probably not be participating in at least a portion of training camp. That, of course, being Kirill Kaprizov. Dev, we got a little bit of a new wrinkle to this in some of Michael Russo's latest work in saying that uh, negotiations have become contentious again. I'm using air quotes, um, which set everybody off, myself included. Uh, I was, as I said, big mad at my desk. Yeah, I really had to talk you down off the ledge there. You know, it's it's just you go through the normal flow of the work day and you kind of get to the point where you're like, I just want to get through the day without anything else popping up. And then that did. Um, let's just kind of discuss what the uh, what the latest is. It sounds as though you've got um, Bill Guerin trying to kind of talk things down, but realistically saying like, look, this kind of thing is not easy to complete with an athlete of Kaprizov's talent level. And so let's just collectively kind of try to get everybody to take a breath and understand that the negotiations are continuing. The deal may not be done in time for Kaprizov to join training camp, but it will ultimately get done. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, it will get done. Um, So listen, uh, I'm trying to think how to word this in a... uh, in a delicate way. So as, as not to upset um, some of the <laughs> listeners, because the last time that I was on lockdown wild was uh, the, the very day that all of this, uh, you know, Kaprizov may or may not actually, you know, he may wind up in Russia garbage anyway. So um, as we all know, by now the fake, totally real September one date has come and gone. Um the KHL has all but said, look, like we would love to have him back, but he's not coming back. Like we know this, everybody knows this. Um, At the end of the day, it it is, uh, we have reached the point um, as, uh, as this episode will come out. um, If Kaprizov were to sign uh, later today, um, he would still, I believe miss the first day of training camp just because of uh, like work visas and vaccination protocols. And I guess the vaccine that uh, he's got over in Russia, even though he has it is uh, not up to snuff. So he would have to get another one uh, when he gets here and they will have to, um, you know, make sure that that won't interfere with his, uh, you know, the current one that he has the Sputnik five, which is a, as a, just a quick side note, that's a hilarious uh, <laughs> vaccine name. The entire country of Russia is like, yes, our vaccine is called Sputnik. We remember the 70s. It was good. Good day for us. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Um. So anyway, all that to say, it, you know, we know that it's not really up to snuff. 
uh, vaccine wise. So he is he is going to have to go through the protocol as if he is an unvaccinated player, um, which will cause him to miss at least a day, probably probably a couple more mm-hmm. uh, days of training camp, which is obviously not ideal. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, you know, I think it, we think back to uh, the most recent like high profile hockey player holdout was William Nylander. And he held out all the way until the very, very bitter end. Um, I don't really see that happening here because Kaprizov doesn't have as as much leverage as Nylander uh, did back in 2018 or 19, whatever year that was. Um, I really don't, I don't see that happening. I do see it going on a little bit longer um, mm. just because supposedly the, all the reporting is saying that the, the wild are no longer offering substantial signing bonuses, um, which on paper, you know, you know, uh, us peasants look at that and they're like, you know, you're getting the same amount of money right. between now and 2025 or 2026, you know, you're still going to be getting, uh, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of $45 million. Who, what does it matter as to whether or not you get it as a, bo- as a bonus all up front um, or paid through evenly as like a salary? Uh, it does actually matter um, partially because of the escrow and partially because um, I don't know if you've ever gotten a check for $12 million all at once, but uh, that first, first couple of days after that are really fun. <laughs> So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've never gotten one myself, but, uh, I have worked in sports long enough to, to know, um, what happens after guys get their big giant signing bonuses. And, um, let's just say it's a, it's something that does matter to players. So if, you know, Russo had reported a couple of weeks back that, you know, the, the basic, uh, format of the deal, roughly a five by nine is in place. Um, and then it was just going to come down to structure. This is what that structure issue is. Sure. Now, if they're the talks you mentioned at the top of the show, the talks are starting to become a little bit contentious. Um, that's more of just Billy G kind of digging his foot in and saying, Hey, look, like we've offered you what we believe to be a more than fair offer for what is arguably a big risk contract for us. Um, you know, the fact from the wild standpoint, Kaprizov was really, really good last year. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, I, I made a ton of money betting on him to win the Calder, <laughs> and uh, and I, I love the kid. You know, I'm I'm rocking my Kirill the Thrill Dollar Dollar Bill shirt as you should right be. now, as I should. You know, I I felt thought it was only appropriate to uh, to have my uniform on as we talk about our Lord and Soviet Savior. We'll continue our conversation with Dev of Ten Thousand Takes coming up next here on Locked On Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and... 
in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at Rock Auto.com. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one before. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV. Dot com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing our conversation about none other than Kirill Kaprizov with Dev of 10,000 Takes here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. That all being said, you know, he beat up on some really bad teams in a condensed season. And a deal like this is, um, you know, to sound not to sound dramatic is pretty unprecedented. Yeah. It's it's a situation for me. It equates to somebody being at a new job, like for their first year, and they do they do well. They impress the bosses, but you go to your boss then at the end of that year, and you're like, "Hey, I did really really well. I've seen how some people that are like at my similar skill level are paid across the industry. I want this," and the bosses are like. You you haven't been you've only been here for a year like that's that's a large ask and so I don't know it's I get why yeah. people are frustrated but at the same time like it's, look there's a there's definitely a certain amount of trepidation to yeah. uh, not wanting to just cave on your star player you know I I think I have a decent enough pulse on on the wild fan base to know that when all this talk started, it was give Kirill a blank check, sign him for eight years, give him whatever he wants. And I was then and am now on board with that plan of like, look, if he wants eight years at $10 million, it's going to really, really hurt in years three and four. Yeah. But years five through eight are going to be awesome. They're going to be steals. Um, so, you know, I look, Kirill very understandably does not want an eight-year deal. It's gonna it would negatively impact his total career earnings. And at the end of the day, this is life-changing money for not just him, but his family, any future kids that he may or may not be interested in having. Um, you know, we know that his family's important to him. It's really, really hard for me to ever fault a player for wanting to get the best possible scenario for themselves, because at the end of the day, they're a commodity and you hope it never, ever happens, but injuries happen in this sport. We've seen unfortunately far too many career ending injuries from guys. 
And yes, hockey contracts are guaranteed, but nothing is guaranteed past that. Right. And exactly. If you like, let's say he signs this five-year deal and he throughout the course of it sustains some sort of injury that impacts his ability to, this might be the last long-term deal that he gets. Or if it's not the last long-term deal, it's the last big money deal. Correct. You know, if, 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 yeah, God forbid something happens to him and he no longer becomes the player that he is currently, um, you know, whether it's due to, you know, a physical injury or something else, but like, God forbid something happens and he's no longer that he might still be a good enough hockey player to play in the NHL, but he won't be an eight figure NHL player. Yep. And so he, he knows that and we know that. So he's, he's very understandably trying to maximize his potential uh, worth. And, you know, part of that is, if he takes a three-year deal that walks him right to UFA and there still is a little bit of a risk involved, but there's two fewer years of potential for injuries. He'll be in the full on prime and of his, uh, of his career. And by the time that he's exiting that the salary cap should have ballooned quite significantly. All the, the COVID pause and everything will have uh, been over by then. And escrow will be back at a normal level. Um, All of that to say the re the whole reason that this, contract negotiation has been contentious since May is because his agent understands that the best thing for Kirill's career total earnings is to do a three-year deal at an unbelievably high, ridiculous amount right now. Yep. And then double down because you're not going to get, you're not going to take a guy who's been on a 10, $11 million deal and will be 27 as a, you know, he'll be a 27 year old UFA, that guy is going to sign an eight year deal at whatever he's making plus whatever. Yeah. Like the, the absolute floor is whatever his current deal is. And, you know, the same might not be said for somebody that's 29. I think it will be because hockey players, especially ones like Kirill, uh, tend to age a little bit better. Um, cause he doesn't play an overly physical style of hockey, but, it's just, there's so much unknown. So like, yeah, I a hundred percent don't ever fault the player for wanting to maximize his return. I, I, as much as I think he's a dick, I really don't fault the Afanis for doing what he's doing. Cause he's just doing his job. Um, and at the same time, you know, and also in total fairness, you don't want to fault Billy either because Billy's doing what's right for the team. Yeah. And that is to not completely hamstring yourself to one player. We've seen how, uh, that can really, really cripple a franchise cough, cough, Edmonton cough, cough. <clears throat> what, who said that? Um, and yeah, I mean, all of that to say, like everybody is doing every, everybody in this, there's nobody that's wrong in this negotiation. And that's where I think people get confused is because everybody, especially on fucking Twitter, is like, there has to be a black and a white, a good and an evil. You're with me or you're against me. No, absolutely. There's <laughs> there there's a gray area. And I, I it's so obvious and so clear, but nobody wants to have like, it's like everybody is like, oh, that word nuance, who cares? I, I just, that word doesn't mean anything to me. I yeah. never learned that word in middle school, high school or whatever, you know, stupid age you'd learn that godforsaken word um my my plea is this if you're on social media and you're seeing that you know the negotiations are not going exactly how you want to the natural and understanding thing is like we all want caprice back we all do Mm -hmm. um myself included I, i i've built my entire brand on the fact that like this this kid is 
maybe my favorite person, maybe even ahead of my wife. Um, <laughs> I say, look, like we all, we all want him back. We all know that it's, it's, it's frustrating when, when we know that he's not going to be there, but like everybody, there's nobody, there's no quote unquote villain in this. Right. And everybody wants to vilify this kid who, you know, he's what, 24. Everybody wants to vilify this 24 year old for making the decision to choose between making like really, really good money and potential life-changing money for him and future generations of his family. Um, I think one thing that didn't help this whole process, and this is no slight to him, was the Jewel Erickson X signing literally taking three days. And the yeah, eight- but that's uh, that's a different that's a different ball game entirely, though, because no no disrespect to Jewel, because um, I love the kid. But going into the season, like go, going into twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, this past season, if you had pulled the majority of wild fans and said, we're going to sign JEE to an eight year, what, like 5 million ish. Yeah. 5.2, I think. Yeah. Eight year, 5.2, you know, eight by 5.2 deal. Um, Wild fans would be pissed. Oh yeah. Going into, going into the season, people would have been like, that's, that's steep. But like in the way he played, like he, he at least got it this year to that closer AAV. I mean, so in the fact that like, Oh, I love the contract. Don't get me wrong. This is not a criticism of it. I think it's a great contract. I think especially as JEE is going to start playing with more and more offensively minded players. We now know that he is able to finish, uh, which is great. And he can play that physical, you know, puck grinding role. I think if we put him on a line with like Matt Boldy, um, you know, that like physical grinding style, but still having that offensive skill. I think that's a great, you know, beginning of a line. Um, obviously we know he's super, super sound defensively. Like JEE is going to be a, a, a regular Selkie contender yeah. for the next, for the next seven, eight years. And we're going to get him at 5.2. And like the guys that are winning it, you know, like Bergeron makes like eight. And obviously he's not Bergeron good, but like, you know, uh, uh, Couturier, is you know he's making seven something i think mm-hmm. um all of the the other guys that are in that quote-unquote selkie category they're all making much more than he is and you know there's obviously some risk involved with that contract but like the reason that it went so fast is because billy was like hey here's our offer and jewel was like wait for real okay yeah i'm gonna do that yeah yeah and I think I think there was just a contingent of fans that were like, "Oh, so Erickson Eck did it. That just means that Kaprizov and Fiala are both going to do it too." And it's like, well, these are the same fans that you know they criticized Joe Maurer for signing a mega deal in a sport with no salary cap. Everybody just the Minnesota way is to have you okay. So have you ever heard the the story about the the Canadian uh, lobster fisherman and the American lobster fisherman? No. So the Minnesota, it's basically the same thing for Minnesotans. So for this, it's going to be, we'll call it a Minnesota, a Minnesotan lobster fisherman and a, I don't know, an Alabaman uh, lobster fisherman. So they're, they're both fishing for lobsters and they both get uh, some lobsters in their pot. And, uh, and the one, the, the fisherman from Alabama looks over and he sees the uh, fisherman from, from Minnesota. He goes, Hey, uh, Hey bud. Uh, just so you know, like your lid is your lids down or your lids open, you know, don't you, you don't want your lobsters to crawl out. And the fisherman from Minnesota says, 
oh, don't worry. Hey, these are uh, these are Minnesotan lobsters. If uh, if one starts to climb out, the other ones will pull it back down. <laughs> so yeah, we, Minnesotan fans, Minnesota fans have this like unbelievable tendency to just like pocket watch the the team owners and yeah. be like, oh well, this guy's making X amount of dollars, so like he makes so much money, he clearly sucks or something. Like they have they. It, it, it blows my mind because I feel like more than any market, except for maybe Boston, anybody that makes more than like league average for their sport gets than like widely criticized league minimum. Yeah. yeah fair. Um, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe that this like generational talent player wouldn't take a hometown discount yeah. for a place that he spent seven months in where he lived in an apartment by himself with no fans, no friends. <laughs> can't believe that he doesn't feel enough of a connection to us to take some sort of a hometown discount. Uh, if only Kirk Cousins would do that. That's another show, though. We're not going to talk about <sighs> that right now. Um, so I think that's enough about that. One final segment with Dev of 10,000 Takes, wrapping things up, talking a little wild prospects here on Locked on Wild. This fall, when you need a quick snack on the go, make sure to grab one of the only items not on the market in pumpkin spice flavor. Built Bar is here to help you celebrate freedom of choice. They do have great non-pumpkin spice flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite for what it's worth is definitely raspberry. If you're not sure, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of those nine flavors. The best part about Built Bar, though, is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, with only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs per Built Bar. So head to Built.com, browse their selection, and get your Built Bar journey started today. Again, go to Built.com. And find your favorite flavor today. It's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to the NFL and college football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline.ag. So head to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. So head to betonline.ag today. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON and get your bet on today. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. We're joined by Dev of 10,000 Takes. You can follow him on Twitter at Minabama. And you can also follow the entirety of the 10K Takes crew uh, as well. Let's just talk a little bit because we wanted to uh, we wanted to talk about a couple of players who have been absolutely just on fire. Um, if you have seen any of Lockdown Wild NHL correspondent spoke Z's Twitter account, oh boy, within I? the last like three months. There's oh a God. good likelihood you've seen a Murat Hustendinov 
highlight because oh, missile. he has been night after night after night after night after night. And, you know, we, we call him the piss missile. I call him MK 47, even though I don't, oh, that's good. I don't I do think like that. I don't think his number is it's probably not it's 47. Not, it's not, it's like 22 or something. Well, it still works. Uh, anyway, yeah. Murat Houston Dinoff lighten it up. And so with all this talk of Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy, and uh, Kalen Addison being like the next guys up. Um, we're going to get some rocket fuel to this wild lineup sooner than we think, I think, because Houston Dinoff is for real. Oh, I love the kid. The piss missile is probably so like everybody has their own definition of what they consider a prospect. Um, right or wrong, I would say that, you know, for me, like Matt Boldy is obviously still a prospect. Marco Rossi is obviously still a prospect, but like, to me, like a true prospect is a guy who like will not be playing for the wild this year. Right. Um, which like, I, if you want to get, you know, super pedantic. Yeah. There's a chance that, uh, who's Nadinov can come over in, uh, April after the KHL season ends. Um, you know, he could have, that could happen. He has expressed several times that he wants to come over once his contract is done. He is, uh, he is going to be ending his, his contract does end at the end of this year. And uh, he is a 19 year old, just phenom who, by the way, has had a little bit of a glow up uh, in the last like year and a half since he's been drafted. Um, you know, I, I, I've been pretty public in the sense of like, I, I absolutely adore the kid. Um, I've, I've written a couple of different blogs about how much I care for, uh, Murat Huznadinov on, uh, 10k takes Go check it out. World's world's greatest blog until we're not, um, the piss missile is exactly what wild fans look for in a hockey prospect. And as an added bonus, he's Russian, which is just the wild historically have not been great with, uh, Russian prospects. Um, and, and also just like having Russian talent in the, uh, in the room. I, don't get me wrong. It's not a make or break thing, but having a lot of guys with similar backgrounds really, really helps with the team chemistry. Um, the whole Minnesota trend for most of the 2010s, um, that was a thing for like, I was a thing and it was for real. Like other Finnish players were like, if I'm debating between two places and one place is, you know, if they're offering me the same money, the same term, and one place has eight fins and one place has no fins. Like I'm going to go to the place with the fins so we can all hang out. Um, we're approaching that with Russians um, because Murat, who is Nadinov is a year away. Obviously we've got Kirill Kaprizov here. Um, and, uh, and then there's another prospect named Matt, they Gusev, uh, Guskov, sorry, who, uh, who was coincidentally a fifth round prospect, uh, fifth round draft pick, uh, for the, for the Minnesota wild. And we all know historically, uh, the type of precedent that has been set when the Minnesota wild draft, a, uh, unknown Russian prospect it's gone uh, pretty in well. the fifth, in the fifth round doing, we got a pretty good track record so far. Um, but back to the piss missile, <laughs> This kid is incredible. He is like super speedy, but like in a deceiving way, he forechecks really, really hard. I can't even tell you. So I, I, I watch an unhealthy amount of KHL games, not spoke Z amount, but like whatever, like the next level below that is like spoke Z is an absolute sicko. So He's it's a beauty. It's God tier. And then it's tier a. Yeah. 
uh, so Spoked is an absolute god tier sicko. Uh, love the guy to death. The absolute best. beauty. Um, one of the best. I am not on his level, but I'm damn close because I, 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 I've been finding. So I, I got to a point. This is how I originally found this kid is I was watching a VHL, which is essentially the, uh, the KHL minor leagues and the juniors. And uh, I was watching a VHL game uh, like three years ago and I had live bet the game and I didn't know anything about it, but I wanted to see how my bet would go. And so I tuned, I found a really weird stream and uh, it was, the stream was basically a guy with a camera on a tripod and a microphone, just kind of talking into the microphone. Oh boy. And live streaming it to, I think it was on hockey.tv. And uh, anyway, this kid, this kid four checks, he steals the puck and he like makes a breakout pass uh, to the other side of the rink and he flies down and he beats the opposition uh, and he's wide open and he uh, his teammate that he passed to on the breakout rips it back to him. He's again completely untouched and he rips one from the dot and it goes top titty absolutely burns the goalie. And I just hear the uh, announcer do just go mucho raqueta, mucho raqueta. <laughs> and I think to myself, what the hell is that? And so I think that must be the guy's name. And so I pull up the roster. And I don't see anybody that says Mocha or, or Raketa. And I think, all right, there's no, and it's, you know, it's not the kind of stream where you can rewind. So I'm like, right. all right, well, I just am committed to this now. So I look it up and they, they, they show the stat line, you know, like this player scores at this time, time stamp, whatever. And I look it up and I see his name is Murat Huznadinov. And I was like, well, that's not even close to what they said. So um, that's probably wrong. So then I go, Hmm. Let me uh, let me Google what mocha raketa means in Russian. Yeah, and it literally translates to piss rocket. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I got I got a kick out of that. And then I, I asked a friend of mine who speaks Russian. You know, is this a literal translation or is this one of those things where it's like kind of a slang? And he said the the slang term. You know, it's it's the equivalent of uh, of you saying piss missile. And I was like, all right, cool, done, deal. I mean, I'm all in on this kid. Sign it up. I didn't. I didn't think anything about him again until the wild drafted him like nine months later. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh shit. I think, I think this is the same guy. And <laughs> I sure enough, I go back and I look through and it's the same guy. And anyway, I'm, I'm infatuated with him. He is electric. He forechecks Well, he defends pretty well. He's obviously he's undersized, which is a, a knock against him. And it's probably why he fell in the second round instead of being a first round talent, because Honestly, out of that draft class, as far as I'm concerned, he's in the top 20 uh, so far. Uh, he is absolutely electric. Um, kid's got a great shot, great vision. I can't even tell you how many of the times I've been watching these games and he forechecks and then he passes to like the breakout point where somebody else should be. And his line mate is already doing is already doing a shift change. And they lose out on this opportunity for a fast break because his line mate is tired. So like he's clearly in great shape his conditioning is really strong his hockey iq is very strong the really the only knock against him is that he's like five four you know and i think he's actually like five nine but like who we're approaching we're approaching the era of hockey now you know i think cole caulfield showed us all that like if you're a good skater and you're smart and you have a good shot and good hockey sense like how tall you are doesn't matter right kaprizov is like five ten you know it's not like he's a big guy but he doesn't look it on the ice. 
you don't need everybody to be, you know, a Nick Bugstad or a Zdeno Chara. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're approaching the era of like smart hockey, where if you're smart about it, you know what you're doing, then that's all that really matters. I feel like it is infinitely easier to be small and play big than it is to be big and play small. I agree completely. So, you know, so like my, you know, my dad, my dad coached football um, and his dad coached football. Like I've been, I've been involved with coaching all my life. I, I, I know, I know sports. I know all the idioms and everything. Um, there's the, there's the expression in football. You can't coach big, which like, sure. Okay. There are certain things that are, you know, God given that you just, you can't improve no matter how hard you want to. Right. But in hockey, the skates are kind of the equalizer there. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're six ten, but you can't skate. And like this kid can just dangle you. Like you're not going to be able to lay your body on him anyway. Like at best, you'll be able to have a slightly longer poke check. But like, if you're struggling with your skating anyway, like who's to say that your poke check will be accurate. And then it makes the other guy, it makes it easier for him to draw a trip. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that, uh, you can, I think you said it very well. It's a lot easier to be small and play big than it is to uh, be big and, and play small in the, uh, in the NHL. 100%. I can't wait until we see the, uh, the piss missile, um, with Kaprizov on the days with Kaprizov on the same line. Let's just do it. Like just make especially, it happen. Especially like he's playing on the wing right now for Scott St. Petersburg, but the wild still view him as a center. Yeah. Um, the, 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 Honestly, kudos to the the development team at Scott because, like, they they do have a really ridiculously deep center team. Like, they're a very very deep team down the middle. Like, I think he would probably be the fourth best center uh, on that team, but he gets to be on the second line because he can play on the wing too. But he still he still has the ability to see the game at a, at a high level. He's the one that's driving the offense you know, through the wing, we've seen it with Kaprizov where he drives play through the wing as well. Um, there's, there's a lot that can be done. And uh, really it, we're at the point where if his development continues on the trajectory that it's been, he could be a real game changer in 2022. If we're, you know, in a very perfect and optimistic world, but like he could really be like a key core component on this team like before the real heavy part of the Parisian suitor buyouts are, are taken care of. And that, that would be perfect because mm-hmm. that opportunity is 1000% going to be there. Absolutely. So. We're going to need all the ELCs that we can get. So we signed this kid to a three-year ELC next year. Well, guess what? By the time that his ELC is done, we're going to have $15 million in cap space to make up for it. And I know I've previously said, and still will stand by, you know, most of that should go to Kaprizov. But if he, if Kaprizov signed for another two years, then we're in good shape, baby. It's all coming together, man. I love Easy it. Easy peasy, Zach Parisi. Too late, too soon, whatever. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good, though. Um, that might end up being the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> completely out of context, but hey, we're uh, we're not about that here. Um, yeah, I love the idea of people being like, easy peasy, Zach Parisi, but they're just talking about Kaprizov for yeah. 20, 30, what, 40 um, minutes. What exactly what is going on hell? here? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Dev, before we wrap up, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wild Takes, about 10,000 Takes. Oh, yeah. Just let the listeners know where they can find work from you, where they can listen to Wild Takes, where they can look 
to find all the latest from 10,000 takes. If you just search for 10K takes uh, anywhere on social media, you should be able to find us uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I don't know. We might be on LinkedIn. I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you do that or you go to the blog, which is www.10ktakesmn.com, uh, you can read all sorts of terrific things. Or you can also sign up for the 10K Invitational Golf Tournament, uh, which yes. I believe that you are going to be a part of. Yep. Um, it is a terrific event where we are going to be uh, raising money for the Zuckers charity. We've partnered up with uh, Jason and Carly Zucker and the Give 16 cha- campaign, not champagne. Getting a little ahead of myself there. We'll be <laughs> drinking a lot of champagne on the golf course. We got that. And then, uh, of course, you know, feel free to always uh, tune into the Wild Takes podcast as we uh, approach the regular season beginning, we're only a couple of weeks away now. We'll be back to weekly episodes instead of the once every two or three weeks, whenever we felt like it in the off season <laughs> um, programming there. Uh, this week's episode, which we will be recording uh, later today, is uh, a gambling preview episode. Oh. Um, last week's episode, we had a, a, a fan, a friend of mine from Alabama who didn't know anything about the NHL go through and rank the 32 team logos one to 32 oh. and give his honest takes. Um, it was very, very funny um, to hear him kind of understand, like try and figure out like, he, like we, we learned, let's put it this way. We learned a lot. That I think is going to take us to the end of today's episode. So huge. Thank you to dev for joining the show today. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube is up. So make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel as well. Make sure to follow everywhere so that when Wild News, including Kirill Kaprizov signing breaks, you are up to date on the latest for your favorite team, the Minnesota Wild, with new episodes all throughout the week as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.